welcome to another episode of Deal Talk. I'm Deal. Let's talk. Uh, would like to welcome my guest of the evening. Uh, her name is Heather Gray. She is the line boss. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. How are you? I'm doing good. Hopefully, my cat doesn't make too much noise. She never joins me when I'm doing these things. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. So, so I've been I've been looking at your 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 website, your bio. You had this uh, an amazing story. An amazing story from uh, uh, getting diagnosed uh, from your son at 12 years old as well, getting diagnosed. Uh, where do we begin? Oh, that's always a good question. I mean, the beginning at the beginning is always good. I, I can I can actually wrap it up really well. So it's not like, you know, when someone starts off, well, when I was a baby and people go, oh, God, here we go. You know, for the next uh, how long are we here for? Like two hours? No. Um, I, yeah, I mean. I was four years old when I was sitting on the potty so long from being constipated that my feet oh, no. were asleep, right? Yeah. And that was like my first experience with kind of doctors and people throwing band-aids at symptoms because nobody was trying to figure out why this four-year-old was constipated. Instead, they were just giving me gross, nasty oils and stool softeners, but nobody was trying to figure out why this four-year-old you know, couldn't poop. I was literally full of shit. <laughs> my uncle had killed himself when I was wow. born wow. and there was a lot of early childhood trauma, right? So nobody was talking about that. And that's kind of what started off my path of, of, like I said, these kind of throwing band-aids at symptoms type of things. And then, you know, I was undiagnosed celiac disease, which caused a lot of gut problems, which also led to my constipation and wow. even more childhood trauma. And then um, when I got bit by a tick, when I was 13, I was just kind of the perfect host. I was, uh, you know, many years of gut inflammation and um, eating a sad diet, right? The standard American diet, a lot of stress in the house, raised by mm. addicts, you know. So by the time I got bit by a tick, I was kind of like this perfect storm of circumstances that just added up for me to, like I said, be the perfect host when I when I did contract Lyme disease at the age of 13. Wow. Wow. And that's um that that is an eventful uh childhood so thus far right oh the yeah I'm like, added... well, wait there's more <laughs> we haven't even gotten warmed up yet so so you got diagnosed right at 12 right no 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 i i know i went 28 years with lyme disease before i ever got diagnosed i didn't get diagnosed until i was 34 years old wow. i I started showing symptoms when I was 15. So I got bit when I was 13. I started showing symptoms at 15 when I ended up in the psych ward for the first time with my first suicide attempt. First of many, um, wow. unfortunately. Um, yeah, because so even then, so back then doctors were still, let's see, put her on antipsychotics, antidepressants, mood yeah, stabilizers, yeah. right? She's just, just numb her. Exactly. Not again, trying to figure out why this 15 year old's trying to off herself. So like, okay, so let's, let's take it back. Right. So you're 15, 14, uh, you could, you try to commit suicide and nobody knew why, and nobody asked why. And the, and their main goal was to just not try to understand you, but just sedate you. Absolutely. That's a red flag right there. Yeah, Absolutely. 
Absolutely. That's why mental health is is such a, a sham, a joke in this country. And we've even got, you know, big stars. Who was it that just killed himself? Yes. Uh, Twitch, Twitch boss. Twitch, you know, I can't remember his first. Yes. Unbelievable. Unexpected. Uh, you know, yeah. Right. I mean, anytime you see a video of him, he looks very happy, you know, dancey, like looks like the life of the party. But, you know, I even ran into an issue a couple years ago where I had mentioned something on Facebook um, that I was struggling and um, it was supposed to be a post of inspiration of this is what I did to pull myself out of it. But the company I worked for at the time, which was a health company, saw it and thought it was a red flag and a cry for help. And they fired me, you know, which, and, think, and they were supposed to help you, right? You yeah. would think, but it looks yeah. bad at a health company that I'm talking this way on, on social media and, you know, it, 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 you know, they had several people in that company who were overweight, right? But that's okay. But heaven forbid I talk about a mental health issue that I was having because then that looks bad on the company. You know, so that's why a lot of folks suffer in silence, mm-hmm. right? And they just unexpectedly, you know, off themselves is because one, they're, they're, they're too afraid of the stigma that comes up that you get slapped with once you start talking like this, right? Like that's wasn't, I didn't get another job a year ago, almost because of the same thing. And I'm just like, come on people, you gotta, you gotta wake up. And, and I think it just, just kind of sparked my fuel to talk about this stuff even more. Right. Cause it's yeah. like, Oh, you want to shut me up <laughs> here? Yeah, my awareness. Yeah. yeah. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, after first of many suicide attempts, um, like I said, I ended up going 27 years undiagnosed with three autoimmune diseases, uh, Lyme disease, uh, mold toxicity, uh, heavy metal issues, uh, mental health stuff. Um, yeah, you name it. I've, you know, for many, many decades, I was really and, not and, well. And you know what's incredible that I, I'm not surprised because I have an autistic son. Oh, and, yeah. and And the challenges that I and my wife had to endure and just trying to try to seek help. It's like uh, they'll say, we have, yeah, we have help. But when the time comes, nobody's available. Nobody's there. Yeah. Nothing's approved. Right. It's, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. The whole system is a sham. It's, it's, it's such a sham. And that's part of the reason why I became a practitioner. I ended up becoming the person that I needed when I was going mm. through my health journey. But the sad part is, is most functional practitioners are all out of pocket. Right. And it's usually not cheap. And so, you know, at the time, God, I went bankrupt the first time I was uh, getting healthy and going through my um, going through my treatments and stuff like that. It actually did bankrupt us. I mean, all that and I went through a divorce like six months later. So I think the combination of the both, but it shouldn't it shouldn't depend on how much money you have in your pocket on whether you get to live or die and whether you get to do treatments or not. Like the, our system is just completely ass backwards. No, I agree. Uh, it's, it's unfortunate that um, only through money we can seek help rather. It should be there no matter what. Absolutely. You know, the funny thing is though, is sometimes folks will only value if they've got a little skin in the game. Like I've gone both directions where I've given like my educational online platform to people for free who said that they were in dire straits, life or death, can't afford nothing. And I gave it to them for free. And guess who didn't do the program? 
guess who didn't follow through? So it's it's this bizarre little game with when it comes to like the energetics of of money and, and getting help. And, you know, I do believe there needs to be different resources out there for folks um, needs to be more readily available. There shouldn't be so many hoops that you have to jump through and all the red tape. But um, it's a funny little line to, to walk for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's it's. It's it's a dreadful journey because, you know, it's only until when things hit the fan that you actually see somebody trying to assist you. It's it's only until you snap, you know, and come out of character and, you know, almost degrade yourself as an individual that, oh, yeah, it's time to help you now. And and that's such an unfortunate event. And and that's very common, very common. It's frustrating to to uh, live in uh, society that endorsed this. Absolutely, absolutely. And do you know was your son born autistic, or was there an event? Well, no, he was um, he was born. Uh, everything appeared to be normal. Uh, when he turned two, he he gave signs, mm. but you know he's a boy. It's a it's a boy, you know, um, and and sometimes you gotta let kids be kids, right? But then you know we you know we start seeing how he digressed and wasn't improved in certain areas, and then we did our due diligence, and it was a nightmare because the more we try to get help and seek and 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 you know it's your son, it's your, it's your child, it's it's given the best help we can it's like it's it was always pending and we always had to wait and from two years old he became three and then uh there's this i can't remember the exact name of it there's a there's a program that can would help him that before he turned three so we're here waiting almost a whole year he turns three uh we can no longer offer you the program oh my gosh you know then you know these appointments and were to diagnose him six months, mm. six months were appear. Uh, something happened and where nobody showed up. Oh, uh, we have to reschedule. It. Right. Another six months. That's a year now. Good pandemic uh, pandemic hit. Uh. Nobody was working uh, after pandemic. Still the same, you know, it was a good two to three years and where, struggling with doctors and and rescheduling appointments because they weren't doing their part you know we came out of pocket and and find somebody who evaluated him then we we, it was like a whole week process so nobody could say that we paid and no they studied him they they gave him the proper system he needed until he was uh he was diagnosed It, it, it was it was a nightmare yeah. I have a stepson who's autistic. He was vaccine injured when he was three. Um, and now as an adult, if he were to get diagnosed, he'd be get diagnosed with the Asperger's. Yeah. And then I had an ex-boyfriend who their stepson was vaccine injured. So, and autistic. And so I was just curious, but, and then like, so, I watched... so wait, 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 hold on. You go... what, what do you, what do you, ref... what do you mean with uh, vaccine injured? Um, like they were fine. They went in, got a vaccine and they came back not fine. Well, yes. Yeah. Yes. And it was incredible that there's, I've, I've read numerous books because it's, you know, you have to self-educate as well because there comes a point in time that 
nobody gives you fucking answers. Nope. And they're just uh, passive aggressive, shoving you away. Yeah. You have and, to become your own health advocate. And yeah. like, you really, you got to fight. Yeah. And I, 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 I read like, it wasn't until like my third book reading that I started noticing this pattern where it was like, it was driving to vaccine, but then somewhere, some form it will stop. And they will say, well, they always say there's not uh, was it enough proof that's vaccine. And I'm like, hmm, is there really? Yeah, no, that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, I've seen it. My, you know, the first person who actually planted that seed with me was my mother, who was a nurse who I don't speak to anymore because she's just toxic. But it was shortly hmm, after having, yeah, it was shortly <laughs> after having my kid. Though she was the one who planted the seed, and she had told me she'd seen with her own eyes kids coming to the doctor's appointments, normal, happy, healthy, happy kids, and then a week later after a vaccine, like that kid never to be seen again. Like they're gone, they're lost in, in their body and in their brain. And and um, yeah, no, it's I, I I've seen it. I've I have physically experienced it. I've seen it. Like I said, my mom, who was a nurse, was the first one to kind of plant that seed. Not all, all t- autism is, is is tied to that. There's um, new research out there. There's actually a lot of um, links towards Lyme disease, believe it or not, and autism. Um, heavy metal toxicity, especially in the mother. And then um, folate, believe it or not, if the mom uses the wrong form of folic acid when she's pregnant can lead to these issues as well. So there's, there's a whole, there's a whole mess that, that is kind of causing again, these perfect storms, right? Why autism is on the rise, you know, why Lyme and mold and autoimmune diseases are on the rise. It's, it's very much a a lifestyle uh, epidemic that's going on right now. We're living lives that humans weren't meant to live. You know, we weren't meant to be up till two o'clock in the morning with all the artificial lights. And we weren't meant to, to drink the water with all the chemicals and breathe the air with all the chemicals and the food and the, the go, 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 go lifestyle. I mean, it's, yeah, don't get me started, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's the, it's, the unhealthy environment, the, the, like I grew, I tell, like, I, I've always had this conversation with people because I grew up in Puerto Rico and everything over there's like Monday through Friday and where like Friday hits five o'clock, you will have a life. Rest, as soon as I moved here, you know, everything is 24 seven. Everything is, there's not a, a room to even breathe and everybody's obese. Nope. And nobody yeah. sees something wrong with it. No, it, it, that's, that's the sad part. We, I say it all the time, no matter how common a symptom may be, it is never normal, right? It is always your body's check engine light coming on saying, Hey dummy, there's something going on in here. And I'm going to start off with a headache. I'm going to start off with weight gain. I'm going to start off with you fill in the blank, but if you don't pay attention, it's going to get worse and it's going to get bigger and it's going to get scarier. And the next thing you know, you're, you know, collecting autoimmune diseases like I was. And and people just take that as the norm and they take it as that they can't reverse it. So many doctors tell them, oh, well, this is your diagnosis and there's no cure and you're just going to have to live with it on this prescription for the rest of your life. Yeah. yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. That's absolute bullshit. Yeah. So let me ask you like from 15 to to you were... 33 right said that you were finding diagnosed how did you live because just reading uh, uh watching your, your 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 message which is so inspirational you should everybody should go on a website and watch it and reading your bow it's like it was torture it yeah. was torture there were times of lightness it was funny 
I was kind of a miserable bitch. Not even kind of. I, I really just was. I, I wasn't very nice to my ex-husband and I was kind of a bad mom in the beginning of my kid's um, childhood because I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I had been gaslighted for so so long from people, yeah. you know, you look fine, you know, are you just attention sinking? Oh, you know, it's all in your head. It's all in your head. Your labs look normal. It's all in your head. So you kind of start to believe that message, right? And then I would go through periods where I'd stop looking for answers because I couldn't find any. And it just got me more frustrated and more, you know, hopeless. And then something would happen. My health would crash. I would spin out of control. I would talk about suicide. I'd be in this deep, dark hole and a lot of pain, not functioning really well. And then I'd kind of dust myself off again and I would try to look for answers. And every time I looked for answers, I found like more of a natural way of throwing band-aids at symptoms, mm-hmm. you know, but I never really found the like the root cause of what was going on until I um, finally got diagnosed with Lyme disease when I was, like I said, 34. And I thought the doctors were going to kill me because most people, excuse me, I'm just getting over this silly cold. Yeah, you had the flu last week. I had the flu. Yeah. <laughs> I still got a little bit in my throat. But <laughs> sadly, so many folks with Lyme disease or they get that diagnosis and what do they immediately go to? What's the treatment, right? What did you do for treatment? And doctors, uh, even the Lyme literate doctors are the same. And so they'll throw these antibiotics at you, IV antibiotics, mm-hmm. anti-malaria drugs, like this really hardcore crap. But your body's been sick for decades. So they're going to war with a sick body. And really, it needs to be, you know, the host should be built up first before going to war. And so as I'm going through treatment, I, I thought I was going to die. Like I, for the first time in my life, I never, I thought I, that was it. I was going to die. And um, it wasn't until I heard the founder of FDN, I'm a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. And I heard him speak and he's like, you have to heal the gut. You have to balance the hormones. You've got to make sure the detox pathways are opened. So many people don't realize what a serious issue constipation is, right? I actually did a whole talk called talking shit, you know, the, <laughs> the, the shocking truth about chronic constipation, because if you are not pooping daily, you are not, the toxins aren't leaving your body and they're getting recirculated in your body. We weren't meant to have toxins recirculate in our body. You know, so all these things have to be in place before you kind of start tackling the big bad wolf, you know, that was the Lyme disease. And really, I didn't have to tackle it as much. Once I got my lifestyle under control, once I detoxed my body, once I built it up, my immune system takes over and goes, oh, I know what to do now, right? I know how to keep these critters in control because... God gave us these beautiful bodies with these immune systems to, to actually know what they're doing. It's gotten out of whack because we've gotten out of whack. We've gotten out of sync with how humans are supposed to live, right? Like I've always loved that about like Puerto Rico and some other countries that I heard they actually take siestas, right? Mm-hmm. Take a nap. You know, that downtime is is sacred as well as it should be. There's a reason for it. And I'm, uh, it was funny. I almost wanted to cancel tonight because like I've been working Sundays for so long and I'm like, I said, I don't want to do anything more on a Sunday. And I was like, no, I'll start setting better boundaries going forward. But I am, I am going to start taking Saturday and Sunday off. Like I can't keep this grind, grind, grind because I'm going to end up sick again. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's, 
It's a lot. And, and, and it will catch up with you. Absolutely. It will catch up with you no matter what. Nobody's immune to that. Nobody. And that's what kills me is people are like, I've been dealing this way for blah, blah, blah. It was so sad. I had a woman come to me with just like a few weird symptoms like a year and a half ago. And um, I was trying to explain to her that this was the beginning, right? This was her body trying to warn her. And she just dismissed it, dismissed it, dismissed it. She ended up not working with me. And then the last time I talked to her, she came down with like the most painful case of shingles on top of like wow. two other horrible things that happened to her. And it, it hurt my heart because it's like, damn it. I was so close to helping you. Right. We could have probably avoided all this, but they just, they just couldn't see that a plus B was going to equal C if they kept going down that road. Because like I said, we've, we've all taken that piece of tape and put it over the check engine light for so long, you know, with all these over the counter meds and we, we just dismissed it that, you know, gas is normal and heartburn is normal and being obese is normal. And heaven forbid you actually talk about obesity right now, because then you get told that you're being fat shaming, right? Which is absolute bullshit. Oh my God. It makes my head explode. Are you fat shaming me? No, it's a proven scientific fact that every pound you are overweight, it leaves you more susceptible to all these different diseases, including COVID. Right. And then what happened? During that whole pandemic, they were giving out Krispy Kreme donuts for free with every vaccine that you did. Oh, my God. I thought my head was going to explode. I'm like, this is not the way. This is not the way to health people. Like, come on. Where's the common sense? Yeah, <laughs> I agree 100 <laughs> percent. And and that's the culture nowadays. They make it seem OK. Mm-hmm. And it's and we live in a, in a culture so sensitive as well. Oh, God. Very sensitive. Very sensitive. You can uh Heaven say, forbid you take responsibility for any person. Yes. 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 No, it's it's very sensitive and, and a lot of passing blame. Yep. It's your fault I'm like this. And and yeah, some point you got to, you know, you, you, you guys, you got to grow up. Absolutely. One of the best books I read this last year was called The Empowerment Dynamic or TED and it talks about the, it's a triangle and you have victim, you've got rescuer and you've got prosecutor and how so many people are just bouncing from these three places. And they say, what's the, what's the opposite of um, victim? Opposite of victim would be creator, right? The person who creates their life instead of, and so that was like the biggest lesson I've had to learn even in the last couple of years, because with my uncle dying at the age of four, with being raised by addicts who are toxic. You know, I don't, like I said, I don't speak to my mother or my father. I haven't in years because they are bullies. You know, I, I was sick for decades. All those things would justify me to live that life of victim. No problem. Because if you look at it, I do look like a victim, but when I stayed in victim mentality, I didn't get better. I didn't get better until I was like, okay, that's my past. This is now. This is what I have to work with. How do I overcome this? Right? How do I stop telling that same goddamn story that keeps me small and keeps me sick? Because I want something different. I want something better. And that's the sad part. People aren't used to being called out anymore. And when you do, they just like no. It's to- you. You got to be. Um, and it happens to me all the time. You know, you got to be <laughs> very understanding. You got to deal with a lot of people' emotions, and sometimes. 
you know, you just got to do, you just got to do, you know, we should never ignore what we feel because what we feel at the end, either that makes us or break us, but we should find a balance in where like, all right, I gotta, you know, I gotta put my big boy pants on. Absolutely. You know, I, I got, I gotta get my shit together. Absolutely. You know, you gotta call yourself out and it's scary. There's so much of it. Like me as a man, you know, some days I'm mortified. <laughs> because I like, you know, I try to explain it to my friend that I grew up in a different uh, environment, way difficult, a lot of traumas. But, you know, the immigrant mentalities, you know, it's coming here or, or come to a different country and, you know, work and build what you got to build. No excuses. You know, rain, snow, you work, you build and you continue to build. You know, it's it's what you're trying to create for tomorrow. Uh, and in to be able to enjoy the fruits of your labor and you know w- once i moved here the biggest challenge for america it's his mental health and it's scary yeah. it is so scary it is so scary i feel so bad for like teachers and and, and like high school therapists right now like they are fighting an uphill battle because they, nobody is still talking about that the crap that those kids are putting in their body has something to do with their mental health. And that's, that's like the biggest reason I get on a lot of these things is like, it starts with what goes in your mouth, right? Like if you're going to, you could have the best treatment in the world, you could have the best therapist in the world, you could have the best drugs in the world, but if you're going to go out and eat McDonald's and inflame your gut, which inflames your brain, all that stuff's only going to work like 5%. Like people are, have never had such an abundance of food, but yet like starving to death nutritionally. We're not getting the vitamins and minerals that we need. Therefore our bodies, like we would never put water in our gas tanks and expect our car to run normally. But that's kind of what we've been doing to our bodies is Mm -hmm. is this fast food junk with all the preservatives and the crap. And we wonder why people are breaking down. And yes, folks, it is that simple. Like it starts off so many people within the first three months of working with them just focusing on lifestyle, mindset, and diet. All the testimonials on my website, like one of them, the girl was like, it felt like a miracle. Like her life completely turned around within the first month of working together because we're just getting back down to basics. That's it. I'm like, not some weird miracle worker. We're just going back to the basics. It's not rocket science. Yeah, no, it's not rocket science, but we have lost our way. Have you seen that kid's movie, Wally? Yeah. Right. And all those obese people that can't even move. They're in their little cars. Dude, that is where we are headed. Like that wasn't a a kid's movie. That was a freaking documentary. That was a that was a showing us what we're headed towards. If we don't turn this crap around, like between what we did to the earth. Right. And then Mm. what we were doing to ourselves like. ah, Sorry. Yeah. No, no. (laughs) It's 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 reality. And it's, you know, self. uh self it's some type of self-hurt that we're doing to ourselves because uh, i've learned recently like there's certain things sometimes you eat that affects your 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 mental health and you overreact or become more emotional or something in that stage that becomes you you become a dangerous person mm-hmm. and all it has to do with some chips or uh that basically gives you like a a, a chemical imbalance within your body Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, this is around the holidays, right? So I was at a work holiday party um, on Friday 
And I usually don't, I don't eat weed. I don't eat dairy and I don't drink because I love my brain too much. And I like having my mental health stable and not wanting to think about killing myself 20 times a day. Like it's precious to me now. And I'm there and I got so much crap. Like they're looking at me like I've got two heads because I wouldn't eat the stuff that they brought. And then the last bit was, oh, you should put a little champagne in that orange juice. I'm like, no, I'm good. I don't drink. What? Oh my God. Blah, 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 blah. Not congratulations. You become judgmental. Yeah. Not congratulations for doing something about your life and, and, and standing in your truth when everybody else is getting nothing like that. Like, I'm so proud of you for, for overcoming all these issues. Just this, ooh, you don't eat that and you don't drink. Oh, God, what's wrong with you? I left that party. I was so pissed. I'm like, you gotta be freaking kidding me. Like, but again, I also know her health history and I, I wanted to say you shouldn't be eating this stuff either. Yeah. And I know, I know what's going to happen to her in the next five, 10, 15 years, you know, and it's sad. It's sad to watch. It's sad to watch what I know that there's stuff that I could do to help them, but they're not, they don't want to help themselves. No. They're- and that's the, that's the, that's the hardest part. Mm-hmm. That's the hardest part. You know, I, I me personally, I, I learned that a very long time ago. You know, it's, it's, it's almost carrying that weight. You want everybody to be winner. You want everybody to win with you. Right. Do it together, you know, but sometimes they have to they have to learn on their own and you can only hope and pray that they, they'll get they'll get the message because if not, that shit would drive you crazy, too. <laughs> yeah, I actually when I graduated from FDN in 2013, on top of the divorce that, that happened only six months later, but part of it was I wasn't in the mental space where I could handle that yet. Like I wanted it more for my clients than they wanted it for themselves. And it literally kind of burnt me out because it was just, it, I, I just wanted it more than them. And I kept trying to drag them along. Right. And you can't, you can't. Yeah. And I finally had to learn how to cut bait this time around and, and not, take that stuff so personally and not get in so involved, like keep a healthy boundary with my clients because, you know, I want to be there for them. I have a huge heart, but I can't want it more than they do and, and setting up those healthy boundaries. But yeah, I totally dead weight. That's yeah. yeah. And this is what people like. Some people don't understand that you, you go so far to help somebody. And then when you realize it's like, uh, I'm killing myself and you take a step back, you know, they quickly become, oh, you don't care about me. You don't worry about me. Right. It's like it, now it's become this mental game. Right. Yeah, because this, they're stuck in victim. Yeah, yeah. Right? They're and wanting a rescuer. Sometimes you got to, you know, roll the dice and say, fuck it. <laughs> Absolutely. Fuck it. It's, it's, um, and, and, and just like beat me personally being like that because that's who I am. And then, regular basis it's it's very difficult to to uh be understanding because you know what you got to do and you're looking you're looking for a wiggle room and we're telling you trying to convince yourself with an excuse not to do something right right even at my sickest so so this is funny so i've got i've put myself through this program a few times so i I know it works and the, the last time was about two and a half years ago. And I had um, gone off my lifestyle and went back to kind of party girl, went back to eating the way that I was. I had gained a bunch of weight again. I was inflamed. I was in pain. And I went back to being kind of that snarky, miserable bitch. Mm. And my new husband, God bless his soul, stood up to me. 
and he put up with me for way too longer than he should have. But finally, one day he was like, enough. I don't know what the hell's going on with you. I love you. I want to figure this out with you, but I can't stay married to an angry person. And that was enough of a wake up call for me to step back and go, oh, shit, you know, I'm out of control. Right. I've also seen it to where people, especially with parents with with sick kids, they kind of let them get away with murder mm. almost to the point of creating a monster. Right. Because yeah. sometimes even sick people, depending on the level of sickness, obviously. No, they become dicks. They become dicks. They, they, they become intolerable. Exactly. And and so you've created that monster. They have you got no one else to blame but yourself. And that's what he you know, what, what would have kept happening with me if I would have kept going down that path. He kind of he allowed he enabled right this bad behavior. Finally, he had enough one day and he said enough. And I did what it took to get better. Right. Because I knew the consequences. It was like, OK, he, you know, I've pushed him too far. God bless him. I should never have gotten that point to begin with. I should have pulled my head out of my butt sooner, but it didn't happen. Um, you know, and, and I started looking for answers, right? I didn't just lay down and go, oh, I've just, I'm sick. I got a chronic illness and this is just me and you just have to deal with it. No, I was like, this is not how I'm going to live my life. And I pulled my head out of my ass. I looked for new answers, started figuring out things. Uh, 65 pounds gone. I'm no longer wow. in pain. I'm no longer suicidal. And my reaction, like the only time I get really nasty is on the highway when I'm flipping people off down the street. <laughs> and I'm going down the highway. But I'm no longer just like this reactive, miserable bitch. And it's it's a blessing. You know, yeah, it was hard you, you, work. You, you but didn't I did settle. You didn't no, settle. Did didn't settle. And that's I, I think that's what happens to a lot of us is we settle. We settle, we settle, and, and we settle, and we don't want to take accountability. Absolutely, and that's and that's scary because, you know, the average person used to live way longer. Dude, do you realize this is the first generation in history that the life expectancy has gone down? So these kids that are born within the last fifteen years, it's the first time, first time in history, their life expectancy is going backwards. They are not expected to live longer than their parents or any generation before them. Like that should be enough of a wake up call right there, folks. It's like for first time in history, life expectancy has not gone up. It's gone backwards. Shit. I, I, I can't <laughs> Shit I got, is right. Uh, it's, it's, but it's predictable. It's predictable. You know, it's I it, it's it stresses me out just thinking about it sometimes because it's it's predictable. It's predictable, Absolutely. you know. We lost like throughout the years and, and decades, we we have lost so much. You know, we lost values, we lost uh respect, uh we lost self respect. Yeah. We we our services just gone, like yeah. it makes me so sad. You know, we lost. You know, we lost a sense of uh, of uh, what words can affect us or not. Um, we're in limbo. We're in limbo. We're in limbo. There's 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 certain things that are more important than what is health and our mental state of mind. Uh, the values we bring to our family. Uh, we're 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 living in in that gray line. You know, because everything used to be very, you know, white and black, yes or no, left or right. Now is everything so gray that you don't know if it's good or bad. 
you know, and we're get that's that's you know some may say that's that's fine, others it's affecting it's affecting them on a daily basis because that gray line symbolizes that excuse. Absolutely, that gray line symbolizes every fucked up child, um, school shooting, right? Every public shooting that's oh going on God. right now. So- we have to stop turning a blind eye. We have to stop putting our head in the sand and saying, this is just the way things are because that type of shit is inexcusable. Like mm-hmm. that hurts my heart on a whole nother level because now right here I am taking care of my side of the street, right? I'm taking responsibility mm-hmm. for my actions. I'm cleaning up my life. I'm doing things. And I send my kid out there and worry on whether the hell they're going to come home or not because some other asshole yes. is not doing their work, not taking care of themselves you know, not doing well or just, just, you know, wants to take everybody out with himself. Like it's, it's uh, sometimes not very often do I uh, entertain these thoughts, but once in a blue moon, it does like, it makes me go, what the hell am I? Why am I doing this? Because no, like I, and listen, I, I used to be very judgmental. I grew up with a friend uh, that uh, he, he wasn't playing, he wasn't paying child support. So they they put him in jail. They beat the shit out of him. He stood there for a couple of months. He came out. And the first thing he did, uh, because he knew financially the the, the island wasn't good and and work was difficult. Mm. All he knew is he wasn't going back in there. So he he went to the mountains and he hanged himself, hanged himself out of fear, because that's what that's that's what this life does to you. They beat you down. And and is only until you know, I became a father, and my son got diagnosed, and I got married, and inherited shit that I would never think I would have. Right, bills, problems, all this fucking people problem, shit that's not my fucking problem. Right, then like fuck, you know, this is not life. I can't judge a person for for calling me quits. You know, I will hope they won't. You know, because, you know, with me, it's like, you know, I got to I got to fight back. I'm going to give it all. This is a, a 90 action movie. You know, I'm going to go out with a fucking boom. Absolutely. And that's what and that's what, you know, gives me the strength and wake up every fucking morning. Like, I, you know, I'm going to go down. I'm going to go down swinging. And that's what I want. And that's what drives me. Right. But, you know, some some are unfortunate. I just and I can't judge. Because it's life, it's it, it's very unfair, and we live in a generation where everybody's sensitive and everything is divided. You know, fucking, you got LGB bacon, lettuce, tomato over here. You got straights here. You got blacks here. You got Hispanics here, and we forgot what unity was. We forgot that we're able to enjoy one another's culture and respect it. Look at what look at what our government just tried to do to us two years ago, right? With the whole anti-vaccine movement and shit and like making cards and literally segregating people. Like that was I was like, you I thought we were living in some sort of sci-fi weird novel. I'm like, yeah. what the hell is this bullshit? Like friends. I had to say goodbye to friends on on social media because they were being nasty over the choice of for me not to put something I didn't want to be an experiment with the government, right? I agree 100% with you. You know, and I had to say goodbye to people that I loved because they were flat, like nasty, like not just letting me live my life, but trying to tear me down, be nasty. And like I said, I just 
cut out my parents for that shit. Like, I'm not going to let just some Joe Smo talk to me that way. Like, if you can't show a little respect, like, I don't have time for that shit. Like, I don't let anybody talk to me that way anymore. Yeah. Like, there's the door. Bye. And that's and that's called that's fear without taking accountability. That That's absolutely. all that was. Absolutely. And I do take accountability. I watch what I eat. I meditate. I exercise. I make sure I poop every day. Like, <laughs> I, I walk the walk, you know, and to have somebody try to tell me how I'm supposed to live my life when, like I said, they're incentivizing people with Krispy Kreme donuts. Again, like I said, I thought my head was going to explode. I'm like, what, what bizarro world did we just walk into? I remember I used to go to uh, years ago when I was single, I used to go to Planet Fitness and every Friday. Oh my God, the pizza. Yes. Oh, oh yes. You, you go get a workout and it was like, here, take a, take a slice, take two slices, take three. And I'm like, what is the, what is the sense of all this shit? The oh, bonus, I, the, I, I had to stop working out there on Fridays because every single time I walked in there, I literally thought my head was going to explode like it. So here's a little education for your, for your fans. So one of the most addictive foods out there are pizza because wheat has got a, a protein molecule called gliadiomorphine and wow. dairy has one called casomorphine. So when you put the two together, it actually will hit the same opiate receptors in your brain, right? Because it's got morphine in that protein. And so some people like I, at one of the labs that I run, it'll show me if they're more susceptible to that. And they will literally kind of go through withdrawals for the first couple of weeks when I take them off of wheat and dairy, just like an addict would, because it is hitting that part in their brain. And so it's like one of the most inflammatory foods out there. And it's also one of the most addictive foods out there. And they were serving this as God, a reward. And, the the gym, like, <laughs> and we wonder why people are sick. Yeah, I, I just I found it so like how if you're trying to go, it's like they're 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 trying to set you up to fail. Yeah, right. The saddest part is though is we don't know what we don't know. So, God bless your autism, your your son's autism, right? God bless mm. my my Lyme disease mm. because believe it or not, if it wasn't for these diagnoses, I would still probably be living the same fucked up life, you know, party girl lifestyle, inflamed victim right not but we you don't know what you don't know right i didn't know any better until i had to literally fight for my life and i got tapped and i had to scratch just a little bit below the surface to find the truth and that's the funny part the truth is just a little bit below the surface you just have to scratch a little bit but we're so used to getting our truth from media from doctors, from people who don't have our best interests at heart. Right. And so then I start talking and now I sound like some conspiracy theory. nut. I had this conversation with my shout out to Nick. I had this conversation yesterday with him and like, it's always, they always put you in a predicament where you got to do your self-education, but you know, my question, what am I educating myself in when everything's manipulated? There's an agenda. They, they, you know, a, a true, a true journalist finds the facts and information and puts it there and says, you make the judge of what you want it to be. And media nowadays is just forcing you an ideology or whatever the fuck that they want you to think. Right. So how can I believe anything? Right. You know, it used to be, you go, you put whatever.com and you get a professional website and 
get some type of information. Now everybody has a fucking blog that's based on opinions. Right. That rather than factual information. And yep. you you know, oh, this person said, you know, this is true, this is real. And they for, they forget to say, in my experience, this is what I went through. Right. They go straight and say, you gotta do this, this, this is like every each person is different. Right. So what works for you is not gonna work for this person. Absolutely. But they're putting it out there like they're fucking uh, they, uh they're doctors. Well, yeah, I, I watch this. I watch this freaking Instagram bitch. Oh my God. <laughs> she has this huge following, like millions of people following her. She's like in the fitness industry, and that that people in the fitness industry giving nutritional advice also makes my head explode mm-hmm. because it's it's all it's absolute bullshit. They're, they're, it's all about how you look on the outside, and I damn near guarantee it. If I were to run labs on them, they're falling apart on the inside. You're That's probably right. Yes, but she's like. She talked about how her favorite junk foods and how junk food shouldn't be demonized the way that it is. And she went off and like listed like her five quick, fast junk food, blah, blah, blah. And again, I, 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 I don't normally, I don't normally say nasty things because I don't, two wrongs don't make a right. Right. I, I try right. to live the yeah. truth. That one, that one put me over the edge because I'm watching person after person after person go, Oh my God, thanks for giving me permission. And Oh my God, this is great. You know? So like making them feel more better about the crappy decisions they were making about their food choices. And I, I, I had to say something. I was like, this is absolute bullshit. Yeah. There is no, this is going to keep you sick. Like the reason it's called junk yeah. food. Yeah. Junk, folks. Like, wake up. Yeah. There's nothing wrong eating a burger or pizza here and there. What's wrong is you, you take that and you eat it every day. <laughs> Absolutely. On top of your chips, on top of your mouth yeah. with your Jack and Coke at night and your sedentary lifestyle. Yeah. It's not something that should be, uh, it, it shouldn't be normalized. Nope. Nope. And that's like, you know, you go back to like the 1970s, 50s, whatever. You know, a poor person with skinny, with skinny. That that's the definition of uh, a poor person. Now, a poor person, it's so fucking obese that sometimes I believe they just keep it, keep them alive so they can have voting rights. Mm. They want them to go vote, right? Yeah. That that's about it. Yeah, it's it, it's scary. It's sick. It is. It is. It is. It is. And I don't. I don't fucking know where we're headed, man. It's. <laughs> I try to have, I, yeah, I can't go there. Otherwise, it 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 um takes me back down to that dark place. No, I, have- I feel, but you you should be proud because you've overcome so fucking much, and you did it all fucking alone. Yeah, for the because- most part, and and I was, and I'm not some like stupid PhD genius either. I'm not. My point is, is I was just some average jackass, you know, mom whose kid was sick. I was sick, and I was sick of, of of pushing people away and getting in trouble for trying to kill myself and i knew had to look for a different answer like i'm not that much different than anybody else i'm not any smarter i haven't been had any more crazy advanced education like i didn't have any privilege growing up like i was just like everybody else living in a freaking trailer park right trying to make ends meet so that i think that's part of the reason why i do like i said tell my stories because if if a person like me can do it then there's no excuses. And you know what's crazy? How many other people are going through the same thing? Absolutely. Because we, we're ostracized. That's what we people do, ostracize one another. You know, not understanding that 
the reality is not every has not everybody has these same opportunities. Right. This is this is not a chess this is not a chess place and where we all start with the same uh figurines. No, not everybody's right. unfortunate to be like that. Nope. And we 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 we're judgmental and we all fucking make mistakes, but it's not how that's not what defines who we are. It's how we get the fuck up and continue to do and continue to do. Absolutely. And that's important. Can I get an amen? Yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you know, I'm very, very proud that you you choose to live and, and do what you gotta do. Absolutely. You know, because I have a beacon for others. You know, it's really I, I stand on top of that mountain sometimes with a target on my back. But is if I can even just get one person to hear me, right? Yeah. And if they're if I can just plant a seed. Right. And then hopefully they hear the message from somebody else and then they yeah. hear it from somebody else. Right. And then and then it starts to snowball and go, OK, maybe there's something to this. Yeah. But that's that's who we need to become. Yeah. That's 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 who we need to become. Be the change. Yeah. Because nobody's going to do it. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> take take that, you know, that target on your back and carry that shit with pride. Because at <laughs> least at least, you know, because this, that's what frustrates me. There's a lot of people just fucking talk. Yeah, that's yeah. all they do. They talk, and, and they 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 start conversations, and where just to to you know to to point at you, to get you going, just to talk, to hear you, to test you, right. you know, and but that's it, that's it, and and nobody's willing to actually do the fucking work, and and in order for you to get better, you got to do the work. That's the that's the tricky part I have with this is because I I have this drive to help others and speak the truth but i'm also i'm very thin-skinned and so when i say these controversial things and it pisses people off and then they like attack me i have a tendency to be like oh okay i give up i give up but really i that's what i've been learning these days is to have a thicker skin and 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 learn that it's more on them than it has to do with me right and that's that's their own beliefs and bullshit being triggered and that i just still just need to stand in my truth yeah no you never underestimate your hurt never that just what sets us to be fucking human honestly you know i me growing up uh was very i grew up with like every thursday once a month uh the feds the ea dea would go in to where i lived uh with m16s and just take everything or everybody right i grew up where it was just me and and people trying to bully me and somewhere or another as short as i am i i demand the respect <laughs> nice. You know, I. How tall are you? Um, five seven. Oh, okay, that's not that short. But you know, another pair. I'm sure. I'm five eight though. I'm five eight. So if I got a pair of heels on, you're gonna come to here to me. Yeah. See? When I go salsa dancing, the Puerto <laughs> Ricos, go. <laughs> they're always they're they like dancing with me because I'm taller and they come right up to my boob level and pisses <laughs> me off. It's like I know why you want to dance with me. Yeah, but you know. It, it, you got to do something you got to you can't can't give up you, you know people like to bully me until i became the fucking bully you know mm-hmm. you know be a fucking savage and then you know learn how to be subtle yep and and sometimes all you got to do is sit and watch people that's one thing that people hate about me i sit and watch everything and and it is not it is not because i do it intentionally but it's like people people unmatch themselves just give it time Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, read uh, the 49 laws of power. Mm. That shit will change your mind, change your mindset, and and you become unstoppable. 
because that is what the world is and and like that you'll protect yourself you protect your loved ones and and you just do what you gotta fucking do this is your life is your movie and you and you you know you end it how you want to fucking end it be happy be proud of it are you gonna be the creator or are you gonna be the victim exactly you know and 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 through this walk of life we we've we all, at one point or another, were victims. It's that question. Do you want to fucking continue to be, you know? Is that where you want to live? Exactly. Do you want to be the princess and have fucking Mario or Luigi come and save you? <laughs> right? Help me. Yeah. So, you know, you got to, you know, grow some balls and, and you got to do shit. And you got to stand up for yourself because nobody going to stand up for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and people get scared of strong people, but I'd rather them be scared of me than me scared of them. Yeah, right. All right. And boom. Talk to me a little bit about your 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 um what you do to help these people. Give me give me a walkthrough. So like if one of my listeners or, or viewers reaches out, what can they expect? Um, a free consult to start because I want to make sure that they're in the headspace to be mm. a good fit because I actually don't work with just anybody. Like even on my um, intake form, I ask the question, do you believe you can get better? Because if the answer mm. is no, do not waste my time. Do not waste your money. You're, this is not going to be a good fit. And so it, it's almost as much of an interview from, for them with me as me to them, because, because unlike a practitioner where you might see them once every three months for 10 minutes, like I, we're in it for the next couple of months. Like I hold your hand, we keep accountability. Like committed. I'm in yeah, exactly. And uh, that's why people get better, but it, it needs to be a good fit for both. And so there's a initial consultation just to kind of see what you've done, what you haven't done, where your mindset is at, just to see if this would be a good fit. And then if the answer is yes, then we kind of figure out because it's a very individualized plan. There's no one size fits all. Um, some people do just like a DIY type of thing where it's just my educational platform teaching on the foundations of health, right? Oh, Diet, yeah. rest, exercise, stress reduction, supplementation, and all the way up to a six month package with labs and supplements and coaching and like the whole shebang, like people who've been chronically sick for a long time and they're sick of not getting any answers and they're sick of not getting any better, right? So it just kind of depends on where a person's at, you know, finances, commitment level, like whole nine yards, but I try to meet them where they're at, but that's how I typically work with folks. Got it. Uh, is it like a via zoom? Do you meet with them yeah. in person? That go, yeah, no, I work. Everything's remote. Yeah, everything's remote. Um, even if we do labs, I have the labs shipped to you or if it's blood, I've, you know, there's places that you go get your blood done and then the lab results come to me and then we go over them via zoom like I said, everything's done in my client portal or, or, or zoom, but yeah. They're perfect. You know, and I think that's something that's very important to support. A lot of people, you know, tend to not know what they're getting into and uh, they, they find themselves with the lack of support. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what I'm here for. I, I like I said, though, I won't do it for you. Like no, I'll, no, I'll no, keep pointing no. you in the right direction and I'll be there if you ask, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to chase you. Like what, there's what? a client right now that I'm getting to, to the point of, of saying like, Hey dude, like you either kind of need to get on board or, or, or just leave because I'm not going to chase you. Like I'm better. Right. I, yeah. I don't need to do your program for you. No, at the end of you're running a business, you know, and your attention, you know, unfortunately, you know, it's, 
your attention goes to where who needs it the most and also actually getting invest in this. Absolutely. Because that happens also. Uh, you know, a lot of clients like to, you know, give you a run for your money. And <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, they picked the wrong person for that. Yeah, like, yeah, I just, I just, yeah. And it's unfair. And it's yeah. unfair because you're trying to. That's that's one of the things about uh, starting your own business sometimes. You know, it's, it's only until you evolve into who you need to become and, and set the, you know, where you want to go from there. Absolutely. You know, because sometimes it can't be all negotiations. Sometimes you got, you know, this is, this is, this is what I value my product and I'm, you know, I'm willing to work with you, but uh, I'm not, I'm not coming down from that. No, absolutely. I just, yeah, this is like beautiful. What I'm going to say, I've got a new meme. All right. I'm here to empower you, not enable you. Boom. Right. Boom. Yeah. yeah that's strong. <laughs> Right, yep. I was like, oh, "This is good. I'm gonna write this yeah, down." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where are you like, located? My other favorite meme that I came up with just a few months ago was um, I talk about a lot about the self care that I do to keep myself healthy. Right, yeah. and so many people complain, "Ah, oh, I got to do this and I, I got to do that. When do I have time to live?" Blah blah blah. And that's like, you know, yeah, my self care feels like a part time job, but it's better than being full time sick. Mm. Like, hello, yeah. you know, yeah. we're we're our attention is what grows right yeah. so if you're not willing to take the time to put that attention on yourself then be happy with being sick you know get get comfortable with being sick because that's what happens when you don't focus on yourself 100 percent. Where, where are you located i'm in colorado nice Ooh, i always want to go to colorado i like it over there i want out <laughs> it's too <laughs> cold no I mean, I, yeah yeah i don't like the cold anymore no i can imagine I'm not too uh, living a life always in the Caribbean, right? Uh, yeah, and then coming to to this fucking hellhole, and where it's you know, some days it's cold, some days it's hot, some days it's raining. <laughs> any any more? Uh, like, uh, what is this bipolar weather? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Heather, it's uh, it's been an honor talking to you. I had a blast. Yeah. Um, before we go, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, it's so easy. TheLimeBoss.com. Um, lots of great information, a lot of free stuff. Um, if you have Lyme disease or if you have um, somebody that does in your family, I also have an online support group called TheLimeBoss.com or TheLimeBoss. Um, oh shit, I forgot the rest of the name. But if you look up The Lime Boss on Facebook, you'll find the online group. Um, and I also, on the website, I have a freebie um, for cooking videos it's called real cooking for real life and i'm basically showing you in a fun entertaining way on how to make yummy healthy meals under 20 minutes or less every day because really that's you know you again you can't build health on a crappy foundation and if you're still eating fast food microwavable crap if it's got a long shelf life it's going to shorten yours so it teaches you how to cook so there's some great videos free by signing up on the on the website boom uh go go support go show some love go go watch her uh amazing video her being vulnerable and telling her story uh yeah go support go follow uh thank you for joining me uh one more time uh have a good night guys i'm out